Okay, let's get started with Parshas Bereshis, Tuf Shin Pei, as we start our 12th cycle of, uh, of learning together. Uh, and again, just uh, scheduling note by the Shem, we'll be on uh, back to a, a weekly schedule, as is Hashem uh, now, after the, uh, after the Chagim. And uh, some of you might have uh, seen the, uh, the Sefer that came out, the Shalom Rav. Feel free if anyone wants to uh, participate or get by the Sefer or participate in the uh, sponsoring of future volumes, uh, feel free to visit the Shul website, nofeashemesh.com, and uh, be able to take part. Uh, Hashem. Okay, Parshas Bereshis, we don't always get a chance to speak about it. Parshas Bereshis, really, we should have a few weeks to talk about. It's not really fair that we have to squeeze Parshas Bereshis into one week, but uh, we do what we have to do. And uh, this year we have uh, many different Parshios. Tuf Pei, by the way, is one of the uh, few years we lane a Parsha twice in Tuf Pei. Parshas Vayelech is the first and last Shabbos of Tuf Pei. Next year is Nisan Vayelech are together um, before uh, Rosh Hashanah. So this year we'll have two Vayelechs, but we have Barashas right now. So we start off with a thought having to do with this time of year. So we'll go a little out of order. We'll start off with the... Chate of Adam and Chava. Again, so many worlds in this in this parsha. We have the the story of creation. We have Cain and Hevel. We have the uh, the Eitz Hadas. We have the generations at the end. So we'll start off with a thought. Paragimel pasuk Tezayin, where uh, the Torah tells us after uh, the sin has been uh, committed, and Hashem comes and says, uh, "What's what's uh, what excuse do you have?" We'll get back to that a little bit later. And the Pasuk says that uh, each of the perpetrators received a punishment. Each of the perpetrators. The Nachash and Adam and Chava. To Chava, who is still called Isha at this time. She wasn't called Chava until afterwards. What does Hashem say? Ela Isha Amar. Harba Arbe Itzvonech Veheronech Be'esav Talibanim Ve'elashech Tushukasech Vuyim Shalbach Ve'chulu I'm sorry, the previous Pasuk. Uh, go back. Hu Yishuv Charosh. Pasuk Tezvav. Tezvav. It's, tez, it's written as Tezayin, but it's really Tezvav. Tezvav. So Hashem says to the Nachash, you will be the cursed of most all animals. Offer tochal, you're going to eat dirt. Ve'eva ashis ben put uh, enmity, hatred, between you and the woman. Ubein zarachol, ubein zarah, between the children. And then we have six words that are somewhat difficult to translate. Hu yeshuvcha rosh. Vi'ata tishufenu akev. Something about a head and a heel. We know that. But what does that mean? Hu Yeshufcha Rosh. What is the uh, Pasuk trying to say? The Ata, Rashi, Yeshufcha Yikatescha. He will crush you. Kemovo Ekos Oso. The Ata to Shufenu Akev. Lo Yehelacha Koma Viteshchenu Ba'akevo. Va'af, it says Rashi, it's something to do with, um, you know, biting at the heel as a Nachash bites. Shanachash Bal and Shochu no Shikim in Shrika Vechulu. But let's look at the Kleyakar's pshat. Hu Yishuv Charosh Va'atatu Shuvenu Akev. He, he, this is talking to, um, I mean, Hashem is talking to the Nachash. Hu Yishuv Charosh, he will crush you, Rosh, at the head. Viatah, but you, the Nachash, to Shufenu will crush him, Akev, at the heel. So that's what Rashi says, but what, what's the message? What is it, what does it mean for us? So it says the Kleyakar. And again, this is a thought for Parshas Bracious. Rova Mafarshim Amru Shayetzahara Moshe Kocham Anachash Akadmoni. The Nachash, the snake, symbolizes for us the Yetzahara, symbolizes the evil inclination, symbolizes the Satan, everything that, that pulls us to sin. And in this Pasik, we have the strategy 
how to defeat the Yitzhahara. Right here, how to defeat the Yitzhahara. It's right at the beginning of the Torah. As we know, the Yitzhahara, the marshal is given, first starts off like spider webs, very thin strings. Very thin, you can push it a little bit with your hand. You don't even realize it's there sometimes. You walk into a spider web. But as the string, if we wait till the string gets thick and thicker and thicker and thicker, then it's much harder to move that type of rope. Going from a thin string, a web, to a stronger type of rope. Lakach ne'emar, that's what's going on here. If we, at the beginning of any journey that we find ourselves, at the beginning of any spiritual journey, the strategy is, do it at the beginning. Don't give the Sahara a foothold. Don't let him get in. If you start at the beginning and you overcome and conquer and are victorious at the beginning, that is much, much easier. Much, much easier to then continue. Once the Sahara starts and, is, and, and uh, gets some victories, it's much harder to play catch-up. That's what this Pasuk is saying. Lakach nemar hu yeshuv harosh. He, man, Hashem tells the Nachash, will crush you rosh if it's the head. Kiim yezariz v'yatzavu yilachem v'yitzar harab rosh ratzalomar b'haschala take him of oilav right when the Sahara comes and tries to conquer and tries to overcome. If we're strong right at the beginning, azu yeshuvcha then man will be victorious and crush. We will easily fight and be victorious and rip him off. It'll be like a spider web. The Yitzhahara tries to get me. If I start off strong, then it's, then it's no, no contest. But if, if we let the Yitzhahara get, get a good strong footing and we become the heel, then he's going to crush us. We give it a little bit. We give it a little bit. It's okay. I'll, I don't need this. Then it'll become thicker. Then he will, he will win. And that's why Hashem tells the Nachash. The end. The end. He tries to, to, to fight you after he's already you know, lost, much, much harder. Much, much harder. And that's, uh, the Kleyakar says, that has to do with, you know, different ages that we find ourselves. Right? What does Shlomo HaMelech tell us? Shlomo HaMelech tells us in Koheles. We just read it. And it's, uh, it's easier, you know, but when we're set in our ways, it's much harder to change. Now that's why, you know, when people get married when they're a little younger, you know, a little more flexibility, a little more uh, shaping as a person gets older and as the decades go on, any of us, you know, we're more set in our ways. Change is much harder. We're used to who we are and we think a Kaddish Baruch Hu is used to who we are and uh, it's much harder because we're already, uh, you know, more set. That's why the earlier in life we are. And again, if we're before, you know, whatever age we're at, we're before the next age. Right, so it's it's easier today than it will be tomorrow, whatever age we're at and whatever stage we're in. So says the Klayakar, Shem Oseb Babachruso, Dainu Barosh Yemei Cheldo, Binakal Olazov Darko. It's easier. Amnam Baakev She Besov She Kar Hurga Bamasov. Once we're Hurgal and we're accustomed to doing it, Gamki Askin, well, Yasmi Meta, we wouldn't be able to. So this is the thought that is most appropriate as we start Parshas Bracious. 
as we start off what's called Acharei Chagim, what's called after, you know, the holidays when many of us probably are, you know, we should be as it, hopefully we were. We were excited to have the Chagim and some of us are excited to also have Acharei Chagim and get back to a quote-unquote normal schedule and get back to a usual schedule where we go uh, have our daily uh, activities and, um, you know, do what we need to do. But as we start, we have to make sure that we remember this pasuk, all of the plans that we've had over the past five weeks, all the things that we thought about on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Hoshana Rabbah, all these things that we hoped to do this year. Because no matter what, where we're, we're up to in life, the year always starts now. September time, Tishrei time, right? this, is when, uh, this is when the year starts, even if we're not connected to school anymore. This is the new plans, this is when, we, this is when it, k- it kicks in and goes into fruition. So Klayakar says, remember those plans? Now is the time to be a Zariz. Not to wait, not to push it off, not to delay, because then it's for Huta Shuvenu. Okay, we're never going to do it. We're never going to do it. The key, the key to accomplishing is Hu Yishuv Harosh Vatatu Shuvenu Akev to always start at the beginning. Don't let bad habits take control, because to break a bad habit is much harder than to start a new habit. And that's what the Klayakar tells us right at the beginning of Bracious to do it just to act upon it and push it. We mentioned in the past, I didn't give it to you, the unbelievable Rashi in Sefer Shmuel, where, uh, I don't remember the last time we mentioned this, where David HaMelech asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, asked uh, Nasan HaNavi, can I build a base of Megdash? Nasan goes, go for it. Yeah, go build a base of Megdash. And that night, Hashem comes to Nasan in a dream and says, Nasan, go tell David HaMelech right now that he can't build a base of Megdash. Go tell him. Go right now. And ask Rashi, in the name of, I think, one of the, uh, the, the sons of Rav Papa. I don't remember exactly. But, uh, but what it, he says, I don't know, why couldn't he wait till the morning? Why, why he go right now and tell David? After Davening tomorrow, while they're taking off their tefillin, he'll go over. They were tefillin. Right? They were Davening. They have their tefillin. We're not so go over to David and Melech and say, David, you know, Hashem spoke to me last night. Not going to work. You know, it's Hashem decided not. Says in the very you have blood on your hands. Your son's going to build it. Why do you have to go right then in the middle of the night? So says Rashi, David HaMelech Mohirhu. He was a person who, when he had a plan, he did it. He acted upon it. He didn't wait. Okay, I'll do it then. He's probably been on the phone all night with contractors, with arranging things, with this, with that. He probably has half the job done already. You need to go right now and stop him. Because that's David HaMelech. Because he knew the, he knew the message of who Yeshuv Harosh. If we have something that we want to do, we have to do it right away. We can't let bad habits get in the way. And in that way, uh, we start off uh, the year, and this is it. This is the time of year to do it. New beginnings. Hashem always gives us a lot, many new beginnings. But this is one of the big ones, right? This time of year, Bracious is a beginning. Um, and we have to try to do what we can to be able to put into practice all of the resolutions that we thought about that we wanted to do, both Ben Adam Lamakom and Ben Adam Lachavera. Okay, so now let's get back to the beginning. Literally, the beginning. The first word in the Torah. We discussed in the past, we're not going to focus on the first letter in the Torah right now. Bays, we've spoken in the past about the Lambet at the end of the Torah and the Bays at the beginning of the Torah. Uh, that's not for this year. But, Beratius, the first word, as Chazal Darshan in the Medrash, Bishvil Ratius. For Ratius, Baralukim. With the ultimate purpose of being racious, Hashem created the world for that purpose. So, what is racious? So there are a number of different shatim given in the in the Medrash. Bishvil Yisrael shenikru racious, but Yisrael are called racious. Bishvil Bikurim, 
Shenikru Rashis, interesting one. The whole world was created for Bikurim. Right, what does that mean? But obviously one of the more famous ones is Vishvil Torah. Shenikra Rashis. Torah is called Rashis. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Source number two. Vishvil Torah Shenikra Rashis. Shenayamar Hashem Kanani Rashis Darka. Hine Yadua. Says the Chafetz Chaim. It is known. To Bechal Inyan Sheha Adam Ose Yish Peula Vitachlis. Everything that a person does in life, there's an action and there's a purpose. There's an action and a purpose. I build something because I want the item built. Action and tachlis. Everything in life has those two, everything we do, everything we do has an action and has a purpose. And obviously the purpose is greater than the action. The action is just a means to get to the purpose. The purpose is the goal. The purpose is the goal. Lemashal, for example. Maybe he's talking about autobiographically a little bit. See, the Chavaz Chaim also had a little store. So a person has a store to make some, make a living. He makes a living, he sells fruits and vegetables in the store. That's the activity. That's the action. Is that the goal? The goal isn't to sell fruits and vegetables. The goal is to make a living, to have enough money to live. So there's the selling and vaschashu mkabeshi stocker mize zuya tahlus. That's the tahlus. Vimu mashal motio tozalakanos asarashkolum bechoyom. If his expenditures are ten shekel a day, alkenu mukavala viechaide zarba yoser. He expects and hopes to get more than ten. The action has ten expenses, but he may, hopes to make a lot more in the purpose, in the goal. And that's everything. Or if you build a palace, or you build a table, you build a stender, you build whatever you build, there's the action, and then there's the ultimate purpose. The king spends a ton of money on the expenses of building it, but that's not the goal. The goal is so much greater than the actions involved. The palace is itself a means to have the throne, to have meetings there, to have his cabinet. You build a palace, fine, but the goal is what the palace is used for. That's the goal. And the greater the purpose, would be a function of the greater the action. The more I put into an action the greater the purpose I'm shooting for. The the greater the process and activity. It's even greater. What was the greatest process in the history of the world? Thousands upon thousands of a Kalvachomer. Hashem himself, Kaviyachol, created the world. And he, Ba'asar Ma'amaros Nebuchadnezzar, he didn't, he doesn't have a body, but he said, Vayomer Elohim, his Amira, is a, his saying is an expression of his will, and then it is. Then we don't understand how that is, but Hashem created the world through his will. And he said, Vayomer ten times, and one of Barashas itself is one of the Ma'amaros, as the Mishnah says in Perkei Avos, Ba'asar Ma'amaros Nebuchadnezzar. So, if Hashem himself did a pu'ula, betach gedoli pu'ulaso, it's an amazing, huge pu'ula, upu'ulaso yibriya shemayim va'aretz, v'kal bum. But Hashem told us what the tachlis is. 
Hashem also told us not only what the activity was, but what the whole entire purpose of the world is. What is the entire purpose of the world? For people to know my will. How do we know my will? How did I give a little peek into what my will is? That's, of course, the Torah. And therefore, if Hashem says, Bereshis, Bishvil Reshis, Bishvil Torah, Shnikra Reshis, and He says that's the ultimate purpose, we can't fathom how great that, that purpose is. Hashem wouldn't have done the Pu'ula had it not been for that Tachlis. We can't even fathom. And the Pasuk says, The purpose of the entire Bria is the Torah. And for that, the heavens, everything was created so that we could connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Torah. Obviously, it does not mean there are many mitzvahs we have to fulfill. And the world stands on three pillars. Torah, Avodah, Gemilas, Chasadim. But Beresh is Beshul Reikish. Bikan Shuva, and he says, those that are mispatin b'yitzram, litchos me'alatzmam, those who get seduced by their yitzer, ubineam limur Torah HaKadosha, ubechashvam benafshem, atachlis tagilam ilimur Torah, is learning Torah the ultimate. Oilohem, he says, look what the Pasuk says. Obviously, as we said, we're involved in everything. But as we know, we say it every morning. Talmud Torah, Keneged Kulam. Learning Torah, connecting to Hashem through the learning of the Torah. Just review every couple of weeks. We should review the Rambam, Hilchos Talmud Torah. The Rambam was a busy man. Rambam was a busy man. And he writes, right, nobody has any exemptions. Right? We have to dedicate our lives as much as we can to connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu through the Torah, through the mitzvahs, through appreciating the mitzvahs. Right? There's never a mitzvah that's just done in a dry way. The more we know about a mitzvah, the more we can fulfill it and uh, prepare for it. And that's why this Torah connected to every single mitzvah. But the Chavetz Chaim tells us, the first word of the Torah already tells us why we're here in life. That's the Tachlis. The Misa is described in the text, but the Tachlis is, of course, Torah and connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the, through the Torah and everything. And again, Torah Shebech Torah Shebaal Peh, and all the different parts of the Torah that we have in Halacha and Agada and Iyun and Bekiyus. And there are so many different paths of Torah. And Baruch Hashem, we live in a, t- a, t- a time period where whatever language one wants Torah in, one has it. Whatever, sh- whatever sheer one wants a sheer on any topic anywhere one finds themselves in the world. Right? One has it. Right? It's just there for the taking. And the Nisayun of our generation is, you know, obviously doing it through, you know, with everything that we have. Are we going to um, succeed and and push ourselves? Okay. Pasik Chavav, the twenty-sixth Pasik in the entire Torah. The twenty-sixth Pasik. We know uh, that the Psukim were written by Moshe. We're given to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Prakim were not. So Perek, al Beis, the Chavetz Chaim generally in his Sfarim does not mention Prakim. He mentions Chamishi Yudalad. He won't mention the Prakim because it comes from a non-Jewish source, even though Yudalad means it's the, he's, he is relating to it somewhat. But we, the Psukim were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Called de lo Moshe lo we can't break up Psukim differently than Moshe Rabbeinu did. So in the 26th Pasuk of the Torah, 26, Yudke uh, Vavke, 26 Pasuk of the Torah, there is a uh, phrase that is somewhat difficult, as we think of Yudke Vavke. Not difficult for us, but a reader might be confused. 
Vayomer Elokim, famous word. This was one of the ten changes that the rabbis made in the days of the Septuagint, Megillah Daftes, in order that Talmai doesn't think uh, differently. But says the Pasik, Vayomer Elokim, Naase Adam Bitsalmenu Kid Musenu. Let us make man in our image in our form, and he will rule over all of the animals. So we're just going to focus on one word. Salmenu is not what we're going to focus on. That's also great. What does Selam Elohim mean? Um, and how will we like HaKadosh Baruch Hu? But we're going to focus on Naaseh. Naaseh, famous Rashi. What does Rashi say on Naaseh? Adam, an v'sanuso shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu l'amanu mikan. The humility of Hashem. That's what this passage is teaching me. Because man is made in the Demus HaMalachim, is Kanubo. I just want to do this, this second half of the Rashi for now. Second, second, uh, second, Dibra Even though, what, he's talking to the angels? The angels didn't help at all. What Hashem needed the angels' help? They didn't help at all. And there are many that could be confused. By this language, let us, how many gods are there? Now, what does this mean? Even though, even though there is room to be mistaken, Hashem says, it's still more important to me to teach Derech Eretz and to teach me this Tovos. We'll talk more about this with Hashem on Shabbos. Let somebody who's greater take Rishus and ask a permission from someone that's younger. If it's an Esau, we wouldn't have this message. And don't think that, oh, it's so confusing. Look at the Pasuk right next to this. Very next Pasuk. Yivra, not Yivra'u. Hashem created man. So you have to read all the Torah in the proper context. You can't take things in a tunnel vision and only see one. But this is Naase Adam Bitsalmenu Kid Musenu to teach us anava, to teach us humility, and in that way we um, learn how to act, even though there's a danger of people uh, being confused. There is a fascinating ha'ara based on this said by a number of achronim. We said this four or five years ago from the Chanukah Satorah, the Rebbe Reb Heshel, but here I'll quote it from the Tosefes Bracha, the Torah Tamima, source number three, line 10. The Apizeh, using this idea of Naase Adam, teaches us humility, Efshelachavin Kavana Sagmar Sota. There's a deeper idea from the Gemara in Sota Davdalad. The Gemara there says, Anyone who is haughty is ki'ilu, they're serving idols. What does that mean? That somebody who's haughty is ki'ilu, serving idols. So the Pashup shot is that if we're haughty, then we are not serving Hashem, we're serving ourselves. Who's in the center of our existence? So, and in that way, it's Avodah Zara, because we're serving ourselves. That's the Pashup Shat. But he says, based on this Rashi, you can have a deeper idea. If somebody is a Balgaiva and they don't learn the message of Anava, then they wouldn't give this Pshat that Rashi just said. Of Nasa Adam is humble and humility. And if you don't give that Pshat, then guess what? Nasa Adam, that leads to Avodah Zara. 
Someone who is haughty does not lower themselves to uh, ask the opinion of those that are younger or smaller. And also, he wouldn't strive to understand Nasa as teaching us humility if he is not a humble person and he's not interested in that message. So how else do you understand Nasa? Kila Oved Avodazar. The only other way to understand is like what Rashi said, even though I'm letting open the door to misunderstand. But this is what the Tosefus Bracha suggests, and other Achronim as well, and he quotes other Chazals also connecting Gaiva to, to, uh, to Avodazar. But then he notes, and again, this is uh, a classic Tosefus Bracha type of comment, that talks a lot about the language and different words that are used in Chazal. It says here that Kolam is called Ki'ilu Oved Avodazara. We have to remember that Ki'ilu should be understood as Ki'ilu and not an exact equal sign. There are many Ki'ilus in Shas. You know, if somebody embarrasses another person, it's Ki'ilu, he killed them. So does that mean that if somebody's about to embarrass somebody, I should go and he's a Rodef and I'm allowed to kill the person? No, Chas v'shalom. It's terrible that he's going to embarrass somebody. But it doesn't mean ki'ilu. Ki'ilu. So if I'm going to near ki'ilu, ain't how shevyon mamish. It doesn't mean an exact equality. It is somewhat related. And he quotes 20 examples in Shas, where you find that it is, there's a relationship. It's, it's, it's uh, saying how bad uh, haughtiness is. It's very hard to say that. And he quotes many others. Somebody lives outside the land of Israel as he's worshipping idols. So what does that mean? So yes, the Ramban writes in Parshas Achremos that there's direct hashgacha in Eretz Yisrael and everything outside of Eretz Yisrael is indirect and that's what it means, Kilo Ovid Okay, but still, Avod Zara is a very strong Lashon. You want to say indirect hashgacha? Okay, that's not Avod Zara. Okay, we have to know what it means, but that's what he says, it's Kilo. Somebody doesn't give proper tztaka. These are all Kilo Ovid Avod Zara. And there are others. Someone who has proper intellect, it's as if he had a base of Mikdash built in his hand, in his day. Where's the base of Mikdash? I don't see a base of Mikdash. Again, Ki'ilu is used in a very um, loose way. If somebody steals from someone, it's as if you killed them. And then he quotes one to prove all of them. I'll show you a ki'ilu cannot be taken literally. The end of Pirkei Avos, Parakei, right? It quotes there the uh, different stages of ages, right? Ben Chamesh, Ben Eser, Ben Ben Esrim LeKoach, Ben Shloshim, this Ben Ben Arboim. What's Ben May if somebody turns a hundred? Ki'ilu Meis Va'avar Obatam Ben Olam. As if he's dead. Ki'ilu Meis Va'Yitachenu. That's not Ke'ilu. He's alive and well. It's been Bechal Shabbos for him. His wife is a widow? Children are orphans? No. It's just talking about how difficult it is for a person who's, you know, that things don't work as well as they the first hundred years. And it's uh, it's challenging to be a hundred years old. 
Chaim Achurim Deluchim Lamasa. It's it's uh, it's a burden, and therefore he says you have to know what Kiilu means. That was all parenthetically. But then he just gets back to the Nasa. Just one other point. He says the Rishonim don't say this, but Alderach Hapshat the Pashipshat. There's some Rishonim. I shouldn't take that back. Rashi and the Ramban do not say this, but Alderach Hapshat the Signal Lashon Mikra. The ultimate Pashib uh, shot, he says, is what we would call the royal we. Sometimes we find in Tanakh a plural, which is not literally plural. Like we have by Parshas Noah, Hava Nerda, Sham because the Psukim before and after talk about singular. So we find plural. Uh, in various places, he, he quotes Psukim from Vaschanan, Shmuel, Malachi, Vachulu, even in Chazal. We also learn this in the Mishnah. What do you mean we? There's a Tana talking. There's an Amora talking. It's plural because that's how we talk. That's how we talk. And that's what by Chita Egel. Okay, but either way, this is the Tosefes Bracha expanding on the Rashi of of Nasim. Okay. A thought about Shabbos. This is one of the places, at least seven places in the Torah, that Shabbos is mentioned. This is the first. The first, and we'll talk about the Medrash. The Medrash that's quoted here in the Beis HaLevi. It's also quoted in the postgim on, on Arachayim. The Medrash tells us in source number four. Amra, Shabbos. Shabbos says to Hashem, Shabbos is a creation, is a live being. Not live in the same sense that people are alive, but says Shabbos to Hashem, "Lekulam nasata benzug velilo nasata benzug." It's not fair. Every day has a pair, but I don't. He doesn't quote the whole, the whole medrash, but the medrash says Sunday is Monday, Tuesday is Wednesday, Thursday is Friday. What about me? I'm all alone. I don't have a pair. Says Hashem, "Don't worry, the Jews are your pair. B'nai Yisrael are your pair." Right, they'll be your pair. And that's why, parenthetically, that's why the halacha is that we don't have to give up our lives to be Michal Shabbos. It's not one of the big three. Because there's no Shabbos without the Jews. And therefore, it doesn't make sense, the Meshachachim explains in Parashat Kisisa, that a Jew would have to give up their life for Shabbos because Shabbos is all about the connection they have with the Jews. So... There's no value to Shabbos outside of Jewish life. But the Beis HaLevi says, so what's the deeper idea here? That Shabbos is somehow different than the rest of the week, and Shabbos is paired with B'nai Yisrael. V'anira lomar bazek kavana. Let me explain. Says the Beis HaLevi. Tehinei kal anivroim areihim bebchina simsum vehelam. All of creation, he quotes a Kabbalistic idea. All of creation was really what's called simsum, what's called removal and making space for. HaKadosh Baruch was Moloch HaLaris Kvodo. Hashem fills the entire world, the entire universe. We can't even know, we, can't, we don't have the words to explain what Hashem fills. What does it mean, olam? We don't know. We're human beings. We can't explain what olam means. But Hashem filled the whole world. So how did he create the world? He somehow minimized himself, kaviachol, whatever that means, to make space for us. We can exist because Hashem made room for us. And therefore, that's why the ultimate greatest 
chesed that was done in the world was creation, because Hashem moved away to make room for us. So all of creation is based on simsum, limiting the helam and disappearing, so to speak. Right? And that's what even the word ha'olam, the olam means world, but the olam is only here because of helam. Helam means not able to see and disappeared. So because Hashem was ma'alim himself, that's why we have an olam. Right? That's the... That's the idea. There was no space in the world outside of God. And when Hashem created the world, Hashem, so to speak, removed himself. Again, we could describe this even though we don't fully understand what it means. But we could say Hashem, because we understand Hashem doesn't take up space. So, but we have to talk in in words of space because that's what we understand. So Hashem somehow minimized Himself so that there's more space in the world so we could exist. So the entire week, the entire week, that's how it works. Ubishabis, Shabbos is different. Shabbos, nothing new was created that Hashem minimized Himself in order for there to be something new. No, Shabbos, Hashem is begalui. Bushabbos ha'yebechinas gilui pirusho. The Shabbos chidesh b'ha'olam. The gam b'zeh ha'olam b'toch habria yegilui kvod shmo yisbarach. Shabbos. How is Shabbos special? How is it unique? It's sanctified. Hashem was mekadeshit and mevarechit. He put into the world that not only can there be Kedusha by my removing of myself, there can be Kedusha by my existing within what already exists, says the Beis HaLevi. Pirish the gamba zeha olam ye makom v'yecholas v'yos masigim kvodu yisbarach. Even in this world. And that's through Am Yisrael keeping Shabbos. And that's the pair. The rest of the week, Sunday as Monday, Tuesday as Wednesday, that's all Kvot Shabbos really through a secondary way. Hashem removed Himself so everything else is exists. But on Shabbos, Hashem did not remove Himself at all. There's nothing to remove. Turn the page for a moment. V'hinei, kol anivra'im mishesis yimei breishis, heima zachar unekeva, kedesh al yedeyam yisrabu ba'olam. All the other days of sheshis yimei breishis, it's like a pair it's like male and female. It's like pairs. Vizesh sheshe'ela, she'ala Shabbos, she'enla ben zug. What about me? Veheshevla, the Knesset Yisrael, yei zugech, da'idei ar ha'kedusha, she'shpia ba'olam toch ha'bria. V'yitztarfu l'zeh Yisrael, Yisrabe v'yizgala kfodo tamid b'yoser v'yoser. Our job is to bring sanctity to the world through Shabbos, through the idea, through the values of Shabbos, through living a life of Shabbos, even when it's not Shabbos. Obviously, we count our days toward Shabbos, and therefore we have to bring that and act properly uh, as the pair to to uh, to Shabbos. And that's why, of course, as many Mepharshim point out in the uh, the next column, that's the pasuk at the end of Shmos. V'shamer bnei Yisrael Shabbos laasos es Shabbos. I mean laasos. Shabbos is kfiyav akaima. The Gemara says in Beit Shabbos is set. I don't make Shabbos. What do you mean, What do you mean, what am I doing? What am I making? The answer is no. B'nai Yisrael have a lot to make. B'nai Yisrael have a lot to do. Right? If we keep Shabbos, 
Right? Kol HaShomer Shabbos Kelchaso, we bring the Geula, all of these Shabbos is, Shabbos is the identity of a Jew. Well, we've mentioned in the past, in past years, Shabbos is called an Os, Os Hibene Ebenechem, the Chavetz Chaim is Mashal, that it's the identity that if somebody has a, is a, the shoe store Mashal, right? The shoe store, somebody has a, somebody opens up a shoe store, they puts up a sign, Yosef's shoes, so you know, Yosef has a shoe store. What about at night when the gate's down and the store is locked up, but you still see the sign, Yosef's shoes, so you know he's home. You know he's, uh, he, uh, he closed up for the night. What if he goes on vacation? It's okay. You see his lock, but he went on vacation. He's coming back. What if the sign comes down? Then all of a sudden, where's Yosef? What's going on? Is he okay? What's going on with him? Did he get lost? Did he... Shabbos is our os. Shabbos is our identity. That's our connection. As we know, even in halacha, the litmus test for observance is Shabbos. That's the mountain for a Baal Shuvah to get over. Right, that's Shabbos. It's, there are many mitzvos, but Shabbos is defining. Right, we don't say, oh, he puts up a mock on his roof. Oh, now he's from. Right, that's not. That's a wonderful mitzvah, but that's not the the identity. He washes with before he eats bread. Okay, another mitzvah through Rabbanan. and there are many, even kashras. But Shabbos is is Yishomer Shabbos. That's what we say, because that's the identity. That's our pair. And it's our job in life to bring sanctity out to the world through Shabbos, obviously, making Kiddush Hashem. Rahman al-Istan, some could keep Shabbos and, uh, you know, and, uh, and not bring Kvot Shamayim. We have to make sure that our Kiddush Shabbos uh, brings Kvot Shamayim. And as the Gemara says in Yuma, Shem Shamayim is Ahiv al People look at us and, and are excited and, um, you know, want to get closer to God. That's how our actions always have to be. And not chas v'shalom, the, uh, the opposite. Okay. Parrot base. Again, it's not fair that we have to squeeze this all into, uh, one shear, but, uh, Baruch Hashem, we have at least one shear. Sometimes we don't get a shear on Bracious. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, this year we'll, uh, we have a next year also, Hashem. Next year, uh, also be a shear on, uh, Bracious. Simple stories on Shabbos. Okay. In Eretz Yisrael. Anyway, says the Pasik, Parag base, Pasach of Dalet. So we have Adam and Chava. Adam and Isha, to be exact. Adam calls names to all of the animals, and Ula Adam Lamatsa Ezer Kenegdo, and man does not find an Ezer Kenegdo. Much has been said about that phrase. He causes him to sleep. Tardema al Adam by Yishan. He takes one of his ribs, closes up the basar, and Adam wakes up and says, Wow, Zosapam Etzemeatsamay Basar Mipsari. Wow, from my flesh and bones. Lozosi kare isha, she shall be called isha, ki me'ishlu kachazos. Torah was given in Lashon HaKodesh. Alken yazov isha asaviv asimo, v'davak b'ishto, v'hayu l'basar echad. Man will leave his parents, and he will stick to his wife. V'hayu l'basar echad, and they will be one flesh. So I, I don't remember if I mentioned this years ago, but even if uh, I might have, it's, uh, it's worth repeating. Um... The Rabbi Yaakov's comment, commenting on the Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban. Rashi and the Ramban we for sure did in the past. I don't remember if we did the Rabbi Yaakov as well. Um, says Rashi, what does it mean, The baby. What does it mean, man and woman become one? The child. The child is the husband and the wife in the flesh. Literally. That's Rashi. If we look in the Ramban, I didn't give you the Ramban, but I'll read it. He quotes one line of it, but says the Ramban, the Ein Bazet, remember the Ramban in his Hakdama, this is the first time we're quoting the Ramban in Rashi in this cycle, the Ramban in the Hakdama Alatara, he talks about those he's going to quote. 
he quotes the Rashi and the Eben Ezra. First he quotes Rashi and he says, Lo mishpat He's the firstborn. The Rabbah's going to argue plenty on Rashi throughout his commentary, but he says Rashi is the Bechor. Rashi is the firstborn. And then he quotes also about the Eben Ezra, who he sharply disagrees with very often. He quotes, Ava mesuteres v'tochachas megula. Outside, I'm rebuking him, but I have a hidden love for him. Right? Ava mesuteres v'tochachas megula. That's how he describes his, what, he's, what he feels about Rashi and the, and the Eben Ezra. I don't think he comments about the Rambam, because he just quotes the Rambam here and there. It's not a commentary a la, a la Torah. But anyway, back to the Rambam. The Rambam says... The aim is etam. I don't agree with Rashi that the Vlad, the the Basarechad is talking about the Vlad. Why? Animals then also have that. The pasuk seems to be saying something unique about humans. Animals also create um, offspring. So this if it means the baby, so the animals also have it. It sounds like there's something special. And unique to humans. Vihanachon be'enai, says the Ramban. Ki abahem avachaya ein lahem devekus binikevosehem. Animal, behemas and chayas don't have devekus with their females. They don't have a relationship. They don't have a relationship. Avoyava azachar alezenakeva, sheyib tuviyachalohem. A male will find a female and they'll mate and then they'll leave. And most, 98% of animals, are not monogamous, they'll have a lot of mates in their life. And even the 2% that are monogamous is not because they have such love for each other. Kodesh Baruch will put it into the Bria that that's how they are. But, but, uh, but that's what the Pasuk means. They want to be together. They'll enjoy spending time together. What's Vahilu Basar Echad? Emotional connection, psychological connection, um, social connection, so many different levels of connection. That's the Basar Echad that's being referred to in the Pasik. The Yachmos, they'll just enjoy being together. Like it was Adam and Chava, so it was put in the Teva of the descendants. Right? They will be, want to spend time with each other. Leaving their parents, they will view their wives as if they are one basar. That's what we say later on in Brashas. That is the Ramban. Good. But what about Rashi? What about Rashi? The Ramban is awesome. Great. But like Rashi? Havla notes are they shneem. So Rabbi Yaakov rehabilitates Rashi for us a little bit. And not that Rashi doesn't need any rehabilitation, but for us, Maybe Rashi is telling us something a little deeper. And that is, Vahanir Ebekavanas Rashi. He moves Rashi a little closer to the Ramban. Rashi is telling us a Chiddush. It's no Chiddush that animals will mate and have offspring. There's not much in there by an animal in them. What, what are they? They're, they're, they're quite, uh, is this a relationship I want to enter into right now? They'll have second thoughts. They're not sure. You know, you know, this lion, I don't know what his background is. You know what his family came from. You know, they're Africans, wherever this. But they don't have any misgivings. They'll just mate and that's it. The Chiddush is human beings. The Chiddush is that you have two people coming from two totally different backgrounds, two worlds, two different things that likes, dislikes, and yet, Afal Pekin, they'll want to build a family together and have children together. Wow, that's a Chiddush. 
But that's what Ha'ilu Basarecha says the says Rabbi Yaakov. Vahanir bekavanas Rashi bishlama behema dein an elabali tsuma bilvad they move bein a medabrim they don't talk imkenai dehar kava shebishdeim niu basarechad the fact that they come together hoishdeim mine basar achshav nisachtu liyosachad how much different are the two animals and the baby mashenki neitzel ish veisha she medabrim ubali seichel hazed dever tamua that's wondrous. You have a child coming from two different people? That's pretty amazing. Right? Physically amazing, obviously. Akash Baruch took care of that. But even that they would want to have the relationship in order to create the child. The Nishamas could come and join through the baby. And that's, says the Rabbi Yaakov, that brings us a little bit better, a little bit, brings Rashi a little bit closer to the, to the Ramban. Okay. Moving right along, Paragimel. Do one again. Paragimel, Pasigud Beis. We're not going to do Kain and Hevel this year, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll come back. Gimel Yud Beis, two, uh, two, two more thoughts relating to the Chet. So what happens? Very, you know, uh, the Torah didn't, the world didn't start off on the right foot, really. Right? We spoke about that in past. You know, lots of sins right at the beginning of the Torah. Parshas Bereshis, Parshas Noach. You know, so what happens? And what happens when Hashem confronts man? You know, we always uh, blame. You know, uh, whether we're talking about students, children, just tell me the truth. Take responsibility. Hashem goes to Adam and says, "No, did you eat?" And what's his answer? She made me do it. She made me do it. And not only does she say she made me do it, what's the language? Not only she made me do it, the woman that you gave me, God, it's her fault. As if he's blaming God. Uh, you were the one. You were the one that caused us all these problems. That's unbelievable. Even if you want to blame her, why does he emphasize Asher Nasata Imadi? Just say, Ha'isha, he not to limit eight Vochel. The woman gave me from the tree. No, he says, the woman that you gave me gave to me from the tree. Isn't that, isn't that evil? Isn't that not so appropriate for anybody, let alone Adam Arisha and the Ganesh Baruch Just say, the woman gave me. You don't have to emphasize the woman that you gave me. Asher Nasata, he not only plan words with Nasan. Ha'isha Asher Nasata li imadi, he not only menaitz v'ochel. So what exactly is the message of that phrase? Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Source number six. Sarech Ledayik. Ma ma nebel ashono b'tshuva sa'isha. Afilu kal shebekalem lo yashav tshuva kazeh. Even the most, the lowliest of the low wouldn't talk like this. Somebody gives you a huge present and you say, well, it's your fault. How can he talk like this? Umikal shekein l'melech gadol to God. How do you say something like this? How do you say something like that? Yes, another question which we're not going to focus on. But it says the Arachayim, no, no, no. We're misunderstanding what Adam is emphasizing. He's explaining how it happened. Venireh, he's explaining why he didn't do more research when Isha gave him the fruit. Venire, the Kavanas Haadam he, Shalo Yada Dover Kima Isha Hevia Lafana Mizuman. 
Va'achal. I just took what she ate, what she gave me. I didn't ask her any details. Why? Would I think she would cause me any problems? You gave her to me. And Hashem, if you gave her to me, I know she's all good. So it's exactly the opposite. Adam is saying why he trusted her and why he didn't do any more research. Because Hashem, if you gave her to me, I know it's all good. That explains why I didn't ask anymore. The whole world is in front of her. I didn't check the tuuda on this one. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, mahadrim and mahadrim. Who's who's is this? God, right? Never see that on a hashkacha, right? Shahaisha halaz nasna Hashem kumimolez. You gave me Azar. You gave me a help. Ve'ain ra yoreim nashamayim. Like what does it say in Eicha? Mipielyon lotetsi haros vatov. There's nothing evil, nothing ra that goes after Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right, that's what it means. Right, like what does the Gemara say in the Mizbeh? The, the Gemara says in Kiddushin, both came in the Mizbeh while Right, once a coin's working on the Mizbeh, it's a chazaka. You're better than a Mizbeh. You're better than a Mizbeh. Haray, the call Shahuksak, welcome Kadosh Cheskas Kashrus, Shlema, love. We call Jesus Kadokazu. So really, really it's the opposite. Adam is saying Hashem. It was from you. So obviously I didn't check. And that's how it happened. That's how the chayt happened. He's not blaming on Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rather, he is acknowledging the great gift that Isha was. And note, and note, we talk, we've spoken about this in the past, that right after the whole story, it's amazing. It's amazing. Right after the whole story, we don't find any hint of anger or disappointment or anything between Adam and Chava in the text. Okay, separated from his wife. The Medrash talks about different uh, ages and what happened. But in the text, he turns to her and eats her Chava. That's it. Because he appreciated her greatness. Again, obviously there was a terrible mistake made, but but that's um, a horror. Okay, and finally, one more thought for, for the evening. And that is what happens at the end. Hashem gives Adam and Ishto Kosmos are. Vayal Bishem, he gives them uh, clothing. And the Gemara says at the end of the first parak in Sota, Darash of Simlai, Dafyudalid, the Torah starts and ends with Chesed. Darash of Simlai, Torah, Tchilasa, Gemilas Chasadim, Besofa, Gemilas Chasadim. Torah starts with Chesed, ends with Chesed. So ending with Chesed, that's the easy one. Right? He ends with Chesed, he buries Moshe Rabbeinu. But the beginning, it starts with Chesed, so what exactly is the Chesed at the beginning of the Torah? So some say, the Gemara says, it's this Pasuk. He gave them clothing, mal b'sharumim. Some say, as I mentioned before, maybe it was just the creation of the world itself is the greatest chesed in the world. Interesting. But either way, here in the Sefer Lasani B'Sanugim, he asks a question that I didn't really see talked about elsewhere. What's the language? We say gemilus chesed. What's gemilus? Ligmol. What does that mean? Nisinas chesed, asiyas chesed, What's gemilus chesed? What does that mean? Gemila usually means to wean. To wean off. Biyomi gamelas Yitzchak. When he was weaned, he didn't nurse anymore. So he separated 
That's what gemilus usually means. That's what it means in the biblical sense. So what does it mean here? Gemilus chesed, wean him from chesed? Right, hari glosha gemila hi hafsaka. Kamoshinemar, emoshivisi vidamamti, kigamalalai, kigamalalai nafshi. That's what it means to wean. W-E-A-N. So, so what does it mean? So he quotes a shot that he heard. The ultimate level of chesed. Again, this is based on chazal. But he heard it to give shot in gemilus. The ultimate level of chesed is when the makabal chesed doesn't really think that he needs the chesed. Meaning he doesn't feel dependent. As we know, the Ramam writes, I didn't give it to you, the Ramam writes in Hilchus Matnas Aniyim, the eight levels of staka, the highest level being you give somebody a job, the next level by being anonymous, both directions. If a person that I do chesed to does not feel that he needs me, that's the greatest level. If he feels that he is weaned from the need of the chesed, that's the greatest chesed. Gemilus chesed. Do chesed, but do it in a gemilus way. Do it in a way that it's not like a baby who's suckling to the mother and the baby needs the mother. No, it's like weaned. Gemilus chesed. Shasias chesed b'shleimusi. The ultimate chesed is shemakabal chesed lo yargish ba'ofan timidi shehu nitzrach v'zel lashen gomel chesed sheyitim lemakabel hargasha shu nigmal mehatlus banosein. No, you're you're detached. You're, you don't need it. You're not dependent on me. And that's what he quotes from the the Rambam's the Matnasaniim the highest level. He quotes stories of the Beis Halevi and other chesed, but we know the greatest level of chesed. Remember the story of Marukva in the uh, in Ksubis, that he ran away. He didn't want the Ani to know who he was. He even ran into the oven. He stood on his wife's toes. Right, but because he did, I don't want anybody to know that they're dependent on me. So even if they have to know that they're dependent, they shouldn't know who they're dependent on. But the ultimate level is they shouldn't feel they're dependent on anybody, like to giving somebody a job or giving somebody a loan. That's that's not as good as a job, but it's better than giving them stucca, even though you don't expect to get it paid back, but they at least think that they're going to pay it back. The greatest chesed is when we do a chesed and they don't feel that it's a chesed. They don't feel it's a chesed. They feel it's just magia lahem. So we should all be zochas. The Torah starts off with chesed. The Torah ends off with chesed. And we spoke, or spoke earlier about Torah, bishvil Torah, shnik reishis, bishvil Torah, shnik reishis. Chesed is also one of the amudei ha'olam, as we know. And... As is pointed out, Bachach Hosman will read in a couple of weeks, Mogin Avraham. Right, if we think about, if we've been great in Torah, maybe we haven't done as much as we could. If we've been great in Avodah, maybe not as much as we could. What Am Yisrael are great at, and they do with each other, is definitely Chesed. Right? And Gimilas Chesed, we just have to do it in a way that leaves the other person nigmal from the Chesed. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we had a great Haschalah of the health cycle. And remember, if anybody wants to be involved in the, uh, the future volumes of the Svarim, feel free to go to the Shul website, nofeashemesh.com.